0: and it didn't upload. I tried to upload it like five times on multiple devices. I even emailed the audio, the two hour audio to myself. And if you've ever tried to email a large file like that with audio, it usually can't fit everything into one email. I don't know how you can. I don't know how you send files to other people. Maybe send them a hard drive or some shit like that. But I don't know, man. I don't know how it works. But all I know is that that podcast is actually still saved on my audio and forever won't be released because i don't know why the font i guess whatever the, the format yeah that's the form the the word i'm looking for the format the format wasn't right and then that's what i get for using a different app to record it and then upload it onto anchor so Um, we're gonna try it the same way that we've always been doing it here today, so without further ado, welcome back to a brand new episode of Kicking It With The King, um, episode 322, 232, excuse me, is it 332 or 322? We don't even remember what episodes we're on, 332, it's episode 332 of Kicking It With The King, um, my last episode was last Friday, so it's been exactly seven days, and, we are back here now. So, like I said, without further ado, as always, give us a follow on social media, KWTKpod on Instagram, as well as um, Twitter. I've been, been seeing the followers go up on the Instagram account, too, by the way. So a lot of people are tuning in and listening and you know, a lot of people on Twitter as well. And you know how, um, you, know how you follow somebody, right? and then it says oh this person also follows so and so or this is person's also followed by this person or that person you know like you guys kind of have like mutual follows mutual friends mutual follows and followers if that makes sense like you guys both follow the same exact people and you know like i said so i've been appreciating that i've been uh a lot of people tuning in listening to the episodes and you know very excited to um Keep on going. I, I felt like we hadn't been here in a while. Is that weird? Like when you when you push out episodes back to back to back like that and then all of a sudden you just stop out of nowhere. It's like you got you lose the consistency. And I feel like with people, you know, it's the same thing that that happened to me with podcasts. Like I would listen to my favorite podcast weekly, weekly, weekly. But then like that one time or when they stopped doing like it was with Joe Rogan Joe Joe would stop doing podcasts so he, he stopped doing them for a little bit a little bit and you know he wouldn't really be pushing them out every single day like he did it wasn't that long ago actually but it was that period of time where he really wasn't doing too much too many podcasts or the podcasts he would have on they wouldn't be all respects to Joe Rogan but they wouldn't be as enter- entertaining as they normally would be you know, what I mean, they're, they were good podcasts, but there wasn't anybody like, oh, super exciting where it knocked my socks off. I mean, I'm not sitting here complaining. I'm thankful for all the podcasts, but yeah, so it was like that for a little bit. So, um, yeah, like I said, it feels like forever since we've, uh, last spoken. A lot to talk about, but, uh, what better way to talk about it than some, uh, pretty exciting news i guess if you're (laughs) if you're into money so um we've been waiting for this uh this recent stimulus package to uh be approved right and you know how it is like oh they have to vote on it and you know just because the what's it called it passes you have to send it you have to send it to congress you have to send it to the senate and they have to approve it they have to vote on it. So, you know, one party, one side can, can get one of one side of this bill approved and they could, um you know, vote yes on it. And, you know, they have to send it through to the final form of Congress, right? They have to finally approve it. And then it has to be sent to the president and the president signs it into law, right? That's exactly what happened yesterday. So the 1,400 stimulus, ladies and gentlemen, will be sent out to most Americans, most people, and more people probably, like, you know, the same people probably that uh, qualified for the last uh, stimulus. I mean, the last two stimulus is the recent one being the $600 one. And then before that was a $1,200 one during the middle of, you know, like towards the beginning of this pandemic. But now, yeah, President Biden has officially signed the america rescue plan that's what they call it the american rescue plan and you know uh households are reported to get a little bit more than they would have i mean 1400 is better than 600 for sure and you know like i'm not the type of person that will sit here and keep talking about the constant updates at least when it comes to the stimulus stuff like i like to update people week by week or any time that there's any new updates on certain stuff but there's just specific things where i'm like dude it's too good to be true i'm not gonna talk about it and then you know just keep talking about it and nothing's gonna happen man we, we, we we sat we waited day by day people's lives continue to go on you know i don't know what people's financial structures are these days. And if things are starting to open up again, which it seems like around here, if you're in the California area, mainly Texas, or was it Mississippi as well? I mean, I know Texas lifted his mask mandate um, completely. Like, you don't need to wear a mask anymore around here because they have low mortality rates and the rates of infection has significantly dropped and the vaccine rollout has been, Uh, far more successful than originally thought and you know a lot of people are throwing criticism towards texas's way but i mean if you're looking at the numbers and the stats and the drops of everybody and stuff it's not as hectic as before then obviously you know like i said the whole mask mandate is pretty ridiculous if you think about it after a while especially if there's really no high rates of infection and stuff and also if you want to get into the health and technical parts about oh yeah masks masks are severely unhealthy especially if you put two masks on let alone three i mean you're literally breathing in your own toxins and they're not escaping most likely they're not escaping unless you're going through the cheap fabrics of of a mask that people you, you literally only wear because of a fashion statement right like some people just wear oh i have to wear a mask to get in here let me get this mask and if i didn't have to wear a mask i wouldn't you know there's people like that if i didn't have to wear a mask i wouldn't wear a mask i just wear one and i wear a cheap one that i bought from for five about five bucks just so i can get in this fucking store and get the fuck out right there's people that will walk around wearing one outside by themselves same people that will wear them outside by themselves also are driving in the car by themselves with the windows up and with the mask on. I mean, summer hasn't had, summer hasn't even hit yet, has it? I mean, I feel like last summer, wait, did people wear, I don't really even remember it being, I don't remember being outside and uh, having to be fucking sweaty wearing a mask. I mean, it's been hot sometimes. It's relatively cool still outside. So, you know, like I'm, what I'm trying to talk about, I allude to is like, you know, that the summer comes in, there's a lot of high labor jobs out there, a lot of jobs that people are physically moving their bodies. And, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff that requires lots of energy and lots of breathing. When you have good cardio, when you have good energy, you can move around for hours. You don't get tired. You don't need to sit down every 15 minutes or so. Or you, you you, have a strong mind. You're used to working hard. I mean, really, like, damn, can you imagine having to wear a mask where you're, <sighs> like, fuck. I need my breathing. That's one thing that got me real upset and depressed early on with this fucking mask mandate shit. Like, dude, I was like, I re- I've relied on my cardio, my footwork, my movement, my energy, my everything for many years. And you're telling me. I'm not able to use that because it's getting cut off by a mask. That's like putting your hand over your mouth, right? It sounds a little muffled, doesn't it? It sounds a little muffled, right? It's like you're limiting yourself from speaking. It's hard as fuck to understand people. It's hard as fuck to breathe at times. And, you know, depending on what what it is you do for work. If you're behind a computer, maybe. Maybe so. It's not as bad. (laughs) If you're just sitting behind answering the phone every five minutes. Kicking it with the King podcast residents. All right. I will forge your call. Line one. Just versus like a construction job where you're constantly moving, constantly getting down on your knees, constantly physically um, doing things that are heavily demanding on your body. And you know, fuck wearing a mask, man. It's it's a tough thing because if you never are used to having your breathing restricted, it's gonna be a very huge challenge for lots of people, as it has been for many years or not for many years excuse me for many months i don't know why i said many i was thinking of something that had the word years in it but for many months now it's been it's been kind of crazy i know a lot of people that that don't wear it because they can't breathe or are just don't like to wear it because it slides down their face and they just feel restricted like their breathing's restricted you get claustrophobic and i can't imagine masks are good for people with asthma especially if you work already and you do somewhat heavily uh What's it called? Heavily physical labor and stuff like that. You wear a mask and you have asthma. I can only only imagine how that could be. But how the fuck do we get into talking about the security and safety of masks? Ah, yeah. So Texas and I think Mississippi. I don't know if it was Mississippi or Missouri. The one that lifted their mask mandate as well. But um, everything seems to open up. I mean, there's lots of places that uh, allow dining and certain places are opening all over the country and um not country excuse me county and and all that um i don't really know what's open and what isn't open so that's why i've held back when it comes to doing certain things stuff because it's like i don't know what the fuck's open i don't even know if the haircut place was open for the longest time let alone like the gym i mean i know that there's signs and stuff still like when you go on the highway that like the local planet fitness has been um cleansed and cleaned and you know basically like that oh like they cleanse it and clean it and you know it's safe for everybody to return and, and work out safely without having to worry about anything right that's what their signs mean i mean most places are open most mainstream places at least like you know the places that we we often go shopping you know i don't think walmart never closed down target never closed down i mean you know, like the littler stores, the smaller businesses. Like the close some of the clothes stores closed. <laughs> closed stores closed. Ha, closed stores closed. Say that five times fast. I mean I just remember everything it was like day by day I would wake up and see that there's this other stores decided to close its stores. Uh school districts starting to close in this county. School districts closing in these other counties. Everything just slowly but surely started to close, right? That's exactly what happened. And then, you know, it all started to unfold and everything started to get crazy. So um, it was pretty crazy, man, to see. But now here we are, fast forward. Um, we were talking about stimulus checks, baby. So let's get back into something that's a little more exciting. Yeah, 1400 I mean, we had to literally make the case for why we were thankful for 600 I made the case for it on this podcast, talking about, I mean, that's better than nothing at all. I mean, 600 on top of like I had said like 600 on top of um maybe fortunately if you're working already and you're already getting checks and stuff and you're making your own money but additional 600 dollars on top dude that that had to make some people happy I mean that made me happy I was constantly looking and checking when the next stimulus would drop or when my payment would arrive and you know having it to where the IRS uh get my payment portal was uh Open and you know now with this $1,400 one and that's that's a massive upgrade and for for us out of all three stimulus checks, this is the highest stimulus check that we've gotten and he signed it a day early and they've been rolling out vaccines faster than anticipated originally regardless of the conspiracies behind it regardless of any of the other ties and whether or not it's fake or whether or not it's going to kill you within a certain amount of time, it's like, ah, man, it's so, it's so wild to think about, man, but it's like, I'm not personally, I'm not personally in any rush to even think about getting a vaccine, I do not want a vaccine, I'm content with my body's, uh, re- uh ability to recover over the years, I have a, a phenomenal immune system, I feel like I've gotten sick a lot, but my body has, uh, thought it off every single time that it's happening, and, um, same thing with the coronavirus when I first, uh, had gotten it early last year and i just you know i got better fast and you know my mind was there my body was still there i mean i still was able to do everything i wanted to do and you know like i said i i just don't feel like a vaccine for me personally is the safest thing because you know a lot of people think and you know a lot of people talk a lot and it's and all this other stuff i mean realistically under an under two years they were able to develop a, a coronavirus vaccine it's just kind of freaky if you think about but I don't want any kinds of vaccines nowadays. It's just severely frightening, considering all the stuff that you can see and read about it. Whether it's clickbait, whether it's fake, whether articles aren't real, whether the hidden videos or all the videos that are getting deleted, taken down, all the conspiracies, all the, all the, um, all the yeah, the conspiracy theorists out there on the internet, on Twitter, on Instagram, I mean the woke culture is everywhere. Now, there's that side of the story, and there's the mainstream side of the story, if that makes sense. Like, realistically, if you look at the news, regardless of conspiracies, regardless of anything else that's going on, people are starting to feel a lot better about certain things. Places are starting to open. Um... Just read that uh, amusement parks and stuff like that are starting to open here, too. Obviously, you have to wear a mask, probably. (laughs) They're not going to lift that anytime soon. Um, But everything will open. But pretty soon, we're just going to be limit like, open. But just got to wear a mask. No face, uh, face mask beyond this point. You must wear a face mask everywhere you go. And even with the vaccine, so if we get all these people that receive the coronavirus vaccine which has been millions of people so far hundreds of thousands of people for sure i don't know the exact number we could look it up but i'm really not too interested in the exact number i just know that large amounts of people are constantly getting vaccine day by day by day by day by day by day by day so if that gets them to shut up then by all means they're they're gonna obviously like i said just imagine if something wild happened within like two to three years or something to all those people that took the vaccine. Like every single one of them, wipe them off the face of the earth. See that's spreading conspiracies. That's spreading craziness, right? That's why they get. That's why their accounts get suspended on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook's done it to me as well. I mean, it was like, did I show you guys that picture of Facebook just having a long list of things that they deemed were false information off of my account? I just go and I have eight notifications on Facebook. I never get that many notifications unless it's only notifications I usually get from Facebook. Is this like if someone's uploading like so-and-so posted this or so-and-so posted it in a group or, you know, like basic boring notifications. It didn't tell me. What the notifications were, I went into the app and I seen it. It said, "Oh, this has been deemed as fake, false news, and you know they'll they'll put you know like kind of like that that if you followed President Trump's Twitter before it was taken down, um, it was like, oh, this is this is um, the election fraud is disputed. This like this claim of election fraud is disputed, and it's like they they're labeling his tweets and deeming them fake, so anybody that sees them sees that they're potential bullshit." And, you know, they're just labeling every single thing they he's saying, whether it's true or not. Even if it is true, they're still going to label it like that. And that's the way that it happened. And that's the way that all these platforms tend to do stuff if we say, say things that people don't like or agree with, you know, like I said. Or they're trying to keep fake news from spreading. But you really realistically can't stop the Internet unless you pull some major strings. How about you just take off the comment section in general for all apps? You think about that like if you could think about a way to stop people from from talking from voicing their opinions that, that'd be substantially kind of hard but you know you can easily turn off comment sections for instagram facebook twitter i mean i don't know realistically you could pull the plug on all those apps and all the hosts and providers for those apps the apps would go offline and no matter how many followers you have, or no matter how many people you feel you've reached out to, if Twitter's gone, if Instagram's gone, if Snap wasn't there, if all these apps weren't even here, we would have no means of communication. I mean, I'm sure the government can, can uh, flip a switch and boom, we can lose all that in the blink of an eye. But, you know, it's, it's slowly but surely kind of cutting people's voices off and stuff. So it's, I mean, it's what they got to do to, silence the wildness of millions of millions of people I guess silence the crazy stuff that people come up with and what they say but um, like I said we keep going off track let's go back to the stimulus talks I mean damn it seemed like relatively fast I mean for a period of time I felt like eh, there's no really stimulus talks really happening but then you know day by day I start to see that congress is voting in on these packages and um You know, on this coronavirus um, package, on this America Rescue Plan package, whatever it is you want to call it. And I start to see the updates day by day and I start to, you know, read into it more and then, you know, see if they really did vote yes on it. And, you know, it it passed through everything and all the... The branches of government that I needed to pass through and, and Congress and the Senate and all that. And, and you know, it was sent to the president to sign into a law and he signed it into law. So now um, they said as early as this weekend, a lot of American people will be receiving their stimulus payments. Now, I don't know if the women with kids, do they get their stimulus payment or like right Like, do they get all the money that they would get with their kids and all that all at once or is it broken down into little forms of payment or do they just get their huge, large stimulus check at once? I know a lot of people that are um, that do work and, you know, file taxes, whether in the 2020 year or 2019, they're going off of your income off your uh, what you made off your AGI, your adjusted gross income for that for that year and. Obviously, like I said, if the IRS has your information already and if you've received your taxes, your stimulus checks and, and whatever else you receive through, from the government, from the IRS, through direct deposit, most likely you will get your stimulus check within the next two weeks, direct deposit. Or if you've elected to get a check, then you can get a check. Um, but, you know, like I elected to get direct deposit, you know, every single time. It like, gets so much easier with money popping up in your account. I don't know if that's taxable and we'll, we'll see. Um, within the next year and stuff like that but 1,400 is a, a huge win for everybody and like I said I was just saying earlier um, it, that's the largest stimulus payment that people have gotten. It's not 2,000 which you know, a lot of people are upset with but hey man 2,000 would have been sweet but 1,400 is one step closer. I mean they seem to have no problem with signing off and, and paying people back money that they could have earned, but you know, it's a step in the right direction. So I'm guessing if you have <laughs> Oh my God, don't get mad at me when I say this. Uh, I mean I'm guessing if you have children it's better for you. And there's a lot of people out there, I'm pretty sure they'll be like, I wish I had some kids right now so I can get some more money. <laughs> I mean, like I said, there's, there's some people, there's some dark eyes people out there, man. Don't get me wrong for sure. There's some, there is some people out there that that just have kids just for money because you get paid for it. You get compensated for it. So you're not going to miss a meal if you have kids nowadays, especially if you know how social security works, um, cow fresh food stamps regardless of whatever state you're in you can qualify for food stamps because they're not going to and as long as you live in a stable home and you're able to take care of your kids and stuff and you know you you're, you have a roof over your head it's not hard to qualify for food stamps so i'm pretty damn sure there's not a lot of families that are going hungry and if you see them out there on the streets which i have seen in select parts of the city and you know you see people who seemingly seem like they're high on drugs and stuff like that those people are receiving checks man either disability unemployment not homeless people not getting unemployment i'm saying the people that you would least expect are getting money you know they get food their money how do you think they survive they're not just surviving uh, solely on drugs you know they're getting a check they're getting paid there's a lot of people that do and they don't miss meals they get money Sometimes they spend it on alcohol, sometimes they spend it on food and what they need to get, more so on drugs than anything. And a lot of people will only take the right amount of food that they need in their system, but spend more of that money on getting high out there. I mean, from what I've seen and what I see when I uh, when I went to L.A., I mean, the homeless camps that were there, I mean, this city right now where I'm at, I'm not going to say the names, ladies and gentlemen, so so I don't want to get uh raped or anything by anybody. You know? Like someone could come over here and like try to take my head off or take me, take me in a white van or something like that. You know what I mean? Can't just be giving an address out on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. You know you don't know who listens to it, and someone could come after you or some shit, some weird shit like that. But yeah, man, when I went out there and I seen all the homeless camps and the tents and just all the people, you know, all crowded together and stuff like that, I mean. You got these homeless people punching the air. There was this one dude in front of the uh, the outdoor mall in Santa Monica. I forgot the name of the mall already, but um, he was out there punching the air. Talking about LeBron James and um, Obama or some weird shit like that. And He's punching the air. He was saying something about lebron being the goat and the greatest of all time i don't don't follow basketball that deeply but i know that like my few favorite basketball players and stuff like that are favorite ones to watch or look at news when it comes to news but i'm not hardcore or deep into basketball or anything like that but he was just he was out of it you could literally tell that he was out of it um I was enjoying a couple of Mike's hard lemonades, blood orange flavor, because like I don't know if you guys remember, dude, there was no places to buy alcohol out there at that time of night. I mean, in Los Angeles, they like shut that shit down. There was cops in every other select store you could think of, closed store, the 7-11s, the McDonald's it was everywhere you can go, man. There were just cops, 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 and man, it's like one of the hardest things to find alcohol. Like Jesus Christ. Um but yeah, man, the homeless, uh, amount of homeless people in Los Angeles, dude, there's hundreds of thousands, man, it's crazy, but um, there's a select few, like I was saying, that do know how to game the system and receive their checks, where they're able to you know, afford food, and I don't know where they're going to put their food, but they don't go hungry, that's all I know. I can't break it down completely, but. Yeah, so I don't know how the whole stimulus things are going to be sent out. I do know that for the people that the, the, the ones who single or dependent, no kids or anything like that, who make under the required threshold amount for the stimulus payments will receive them via direct deposit and they're sending them out in waves and you know, there's all these people out there that qualify for this. Um, It's just a matter of time, man. You just got to keep checking your bank account, I guess, every single day. I mean, what kind of kept me in the wings and kept me in the whip for everything and, you know, kind of allowed me to know what was going on was just looking at everybody's comments and their tweets and any posts. Some people said, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. So, you know, they're all they're all happy that they got their stimulus check. So you just kind of keep refreshing your account, refreshing the comments, refreshing the tweets, looking at the status of it. Because I know it's going to be coming out in waves and getting money like that's Super exciting, man. Like I said, <laughs> just any types of money is super exciting for anybody. So um, it's a good, huge win in the books for a lot of people. Um, if you're relying just on the stimulus check, I mean, it, that can be kind of nerve-wracking as well for me because, like, you know, we are relying wholeheartedly on it. But if you're making a, a, a guaranteed income at your job and, you know, this 1400 can either go on the savings or just be the money that's, that's just there, then by all means, that, then that's good as well. I mean, you get to save a little bit more money. Some people can buy um, equipment for the car. Or not equipment for the car, like, you know, stuff for the car, get certain things fixed, maybe get a set of new tires, maybe go to the store and buy a bunch of clothes, new shoes, put money down on the car if you want, buy a car on the street or something like that that you find with a good price, because there's some places where you can buy uh, some decent cars at, you know, it's it's whatever you want to spend your money on, or wholeheartedly, if you want to save it, you can save it, and, and also with all that you can you can save your money you can spend it however like i do sometimes absolutely amazing expensive gifts for sure but it just depends on what you do and how you distribute your money how you set sa- how you s- do you save your money or do you spend it are you an addict to spending money do you just have to buy things and we have a lot of money man you try to convince yourself that you need these things that are around you try to convince yourself that there's like there's things I need, like, I need this. Similarly to me yesterday. Let me tell you a quick story. Like, first things first, I, I have been looking for some solid microphones, some good microphones that I can connect to the iPhone and or the Android. And there's, like, you know, you can clip. There's a, a microphone that I've seen you can clip on your uh, your shirt And connected, obviously, to the device, but the sound quality comes in super clear. It's a much better microphone. Therefore, when we publish and produce episodes of the podcast, it comes out and it's absolutely clear. No background noise or anything. Like, there's some really solid mics that we've been looking at. So, um, I'm literally sitting here yesterday and I'm just like, fuck, what do I need? What should I buy? Like, pressuring myself, like, what? I need to buy something. Like, I'm bored. I'm at home. I need to buy something. I need to buy something. What do I buy? I have more than enough money in my account to buy something and be fine. Like I bought a McDonald's the other day from DoorDash. I was 20 bucks. Cause basically essentially normal price, I paid about 15 bucks in person. So I'm paying about probably like $6 more for the DoorDash for the delivery. And then I just got a Mexican food last night. It, that was about $23 I do believe. Um, but, man, it's worth it when you're hungry as fuck at home or you just don't want to go anywhere or if you don't have a car or you're just too lazy or you're too drunk or high or whatever it is. You know, DoorDash is actually, like, pretty legit. So, um, yeah, on top of that, but that's not even the the top-of-the-line most expensive purchase I had. The most expensive uh, purchase, I don't know if I could say this on a podcast, but um, I like BB guns, so I purchased uh, a Glock, What what's it called, a... Uh, I want to read the exact name of it, because it, I mean, I just, mm, <laughs> here we go, so, okay. <laughs> I was thinking it was a Walmart app, I was going to scroll down to see my order, Um. so, what was it, what's the name of the the BB gun, airsoft gun, whatever you want to call it, Glock 19 generation three, point one seven seven caliber BB gun, air pistol. Take co2 um 69 dollars so 69 dollars it came out to um all together with tax and stuff because you know amazon taxes like a motherfucker okay so it was a total of 75 dollars nearly a hundred dollars for a pistol so this this motherfucker better be heavy This better feel good when I'm feeling it. It better not be like no plastic shit. I'll send that back in a heartbeat. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure if it's that expensive, then it's probably one of the better ones. Because the better ones are more expensive. Like The cheaper you are, the cheaper it's going to probably break, most likely so. um, I don't know why I got it. I got a thing of BBs as well. A little pack of uh, Airsoft BBs, the metal ones. Or should I say copper? I think they're copper as well. And um, I got the C O two cartridges too. So I had a previous one, but it broke, and it got jammed a lot, and it was just old. So like, it's cool. I have a little airsoft BB gun. Um, target practice that's for sure. You can, uh, you can uh, what's it called Uh Shoot stuff in the backyard. I mean, I know for sure if you were trying to kill birds, and you're going hunting, you could kill a lot of birds, man, for sure. They use um. They use those. Uh, what are they? What What are they called? But I know people go hunting with those rifles that shoot the pellets, like pellet gun. They use those to kill. Uh, I know some people that use them to kill ducks, but you you shoot a, a bird with a BB gun as powerful as one of those uh, pistols, the, the like the Glocks, and they have the metal BBs. And when they take CO two, any gun that takes CO two is fucking strong same thing if you get shot with one of those dude those things hurt like a motherfucker so yeah that was my bullshit purchase of march uh not looking to do any more bullshit purchases i was just like uh i was like i had to get something you know what i mean um we'll put some text messages real quick But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, as we do that, um, we are brought to you by Anchor. Like I said, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Download it for free in both the Google Play market as well as the App Store and get your podcasting started. Start your podcast today for free, 100% free, easy to use. They guide you to any questions you have, questions, comments, anything, any concerns or anything, Anchor will answer them. The team over at Anchor is customer service is phenomenal. Five stars, both in the Google Play market as well as the App Store as well. So like I said, I've been using Anchor for about four and a half, five plus years, and they have not let me down since day one. Obviously, that last episode, I wasn't able to publish it. So come on, Anchor, you guys can do better. I'm just kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Anchor.fm forward slash start to start your podcast today and or download it in the App Store and our Google Play market um, you can give us a follow over on social media as well. Instagram, kwtkpod. Love you guys. Inst- uh, Twitter as well, kwtkpod as well. Love the follows. Appreciate the follows on there as well. Um, My Instagram, king underscore official. Not too active. Honestly, I've been a lot more active on the podcast account as of late. But you guys can follow us there as well. at 1 p.m let's take a couple hits of this uh, stizzy i don't know if i talked about getting the new stizzy since i've gotten it um but there was this other one that i got the other day um it's called is this the one right here in front of my face or is it the one over here on the right indica oh zittles so i just got one that's called uh zittles cake Mmm, sounds delicious, right? Reminds you of Skittles. I mean, everybody that I've let try it says it tastes like Skittles. So Zittles cake. It's um by Stizzy. You guys know the only brand I usually fuck with mainly is Stizzy. So Stizzy, uh, live resin, one gram. Zittles. How much percentage does it have in it? 78%. Oof, that's one of the lower ones that I've gotten. Uh, there was one up here. Well, let me look real quick. L.A. Kush Cake. That's the that's the other one I have. That's the other one that I was uh, smoking on, I do believe. It still has a little bit left. Like a little under a half gram left. So, like, if you're one of those people like, oh, I need something to smoke or, you know, it's my last bit, you know, until I get paid or last bit until I go back to the weed shop, you know, I can fill you. Definitely when I am, out, I have, fortunately I haven't been out of the cartridges and haven't been able to purchase them. I've been able to go and get new ones, whether I've lost them or not, but yeah, thankfully I haven't had to deal with that. but let's take a hit of some of the zittles. I feel like it's been a while since I've taken a hit of this one. A big question out there for all the fans, for all the listeners, for everybody that listens to this podcast, and anybody that thinks about this stuff in general. Give me some brands. I want to know of some good cannabis brands that I should check out. Now, the question is, do the shops have the products you guys are recommending? Like I, I want to find some mainstream brands that most, most shops should have. Like, I like Stizzy. Stizzy is a good brand. I've, I've seen Stizzy in at least every single weed shop that I've been in in my life. For the most part, I mean, if they don't have it there, then I want. The- <coughs> Excuse me. I want the next best thing. My stomach's hurting. I don't know why. It's like I ate something that was bad or something. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, that's what we'll do after the podcast. Probably see and investigate what the fuck's wrong with my stomach. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got Zittles. I got this. Um, well, like I said, I've told you guys about this. I don't really buy weed too often. I mean, there's the the box of pre rolls that I get from Connected. The biscotti, and they're not full joints. They're they're half joints so um, like I said I, they still feel like full joints I like, a box of 5 lasts me about 2 days or so so you know I, I'll hit them my days off or you know cause I don't work in the morning so from, from when I wake up so I got you know for the most part 8 or 9am 9 9am 9 to about 4 I guess I have free time to do whatever I want. Smoke all the weed I want. Smoke all the pre-rolls. Take as many hits from my pen. As I need. You know what I mean? So. Oof. I really gotta use the bathroom. Um, Should we cut to a commercial break? And we're back. Oh my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen. My asshole is burning. Jesus Christ. Like I don't see how people can eat foods with hot sauce each and every day like is that just a gene thing or does everybody's asshole burn when they eat hot foods or stuff with hot peppers in it like i had a a burrito yesterday and it was fucking great and delicious and yeah it was hot at the time and it's like oh man but ever since then those hot peppers and all the fucking oils from the peppers and whatever else the juices oh my god just catches up to you do my assholes on fire especially like when you have to sit down you ever have to like fucking sit down after taking a fucking shit and it's like so spicy and it burns like that was just the case right now and like people are like why are you talking about that on a podcast i mean it's because it's true it happens man have you guys never had your asshole burn after eating foods like that like how can hispanic people just eat hot foods and consume hot foods on a day-to-day basis like oh my butthole will be on fire every single day it's like oh my god it burned it burned like you walk all slow and stuff like it's it's worse when you're at work or you have to use a bathroom at work and that drills us into another topic too about taking like shits in public and stuff. I know a lot of people are weird about that. Like I don't like to use the bathroom in public like at a Walmart or a, or a Target. You know, there's been a couple times where I've had to piss like no fucking other and I'm kind of peeing my pants. Like there was one time I was waiting in the line at the uh, the weed shop and I had gotten there and I just remember not using really the bathroom too much not that I had to use the bathroom or have to use the bathroom on a day to, like constant basis like that I just hadn't went to the bathroom or took a piss so I was just like oh fuck I'm going to be in line I'm, and this line's not going to go for so long and it was like literally I was like I can't wait till I go in there I'm going to be in the weed shop not knowing what I want to buy cuz I'm dancing around having a piss so I darted from the shop halfway across the parking lot just to go inside the supermarket and you asked to use the bathroom real quick i was like oh i have to use it you know how like some companies feel hella weird about you just coming in and asking to use their bathroom like really bitch you're not gonna come in and buy anything from us you're just gonna use the bathroom okay fuck you go ahead and use our bathroom though right like they look at you hella weird like you feel almost feel bad that you don't buy anything when you go in the store right and that's kind of how i felt but i had to piss so bad and same thing with using the bathroom in public like most people think I've, I've heard both sides of the stories they're like when you gotta go you gotta fucking go clean the seat off um i used to bring hand sanitizer with me all the time back in the day and i would uh, squirt it on like a paper towel or some shit like that or just plain squirt it on yeah with like a a paper towel or some shit squirt hand sanitizer on the seat and wipe it around and shit like that you guys ever do that? i mean we all done, found our ways to to get through life on different ways but yeah man i guess spicy foods i mean i love them damn there's just some of them that burn your asshole in the morning or the next time you have to go sit down and take a shit so um when it comes to eating like hot sauce and stuff i mean i do like hot wings i do like the f- Flaming Hot Cheetos and stuff like that, and all those are examples of things that burn your asshole, ladies and gentlemen, so you gotta make sure that you, uh, choose the day you want to, cause, like, oh my god, you can't just be at work and take a fucking spicy shit and then come back and not tell anybody about it, like, oh, it's gonna be in pain, it's in pain when you go and sit down, it's in pain while you're taking the shit, like, the m- instance that you're taking the shit, <laughs> And then, and then when you when you walk back, you walk in all slow like you just got ass fucked or something. You know what I mean? So, um, not a fan. Um, what I am a fan of, ladies and gentlemen, is these fights. Uh, we we talked about UFC two fifty nine on the last episode. But like I said, that was the episode that was never uploaded and couldn't be uploaded for some odd reason. So we'll get right into it. We're not going to nearly take as much time as we took on the last podcast for it. But um, we got, I mean, in the main event, Jan Bohovich defending his belt against Israel Adesanya. A lot of people wrote Jan off for the longest time. I mean, they were so super high on Izzy um, capturing another belt becoming champ champ the latest edition of champ champ in the ufc history in ufc history excuse me and unfortunately we didn't see that go that way however throughout the entire fight it was severely competitive i had described um the fights like playing a game of chess anything can happen at any given moment you can make one simple mistake and boom can, can cost you the whole entire fight i mean it's not like Izzy this went up away class and got knocked out in the first round or some shit like that or or beaten severely quickly. It was a a long, competitive, very tough fight. I mean, what seemed to be the difference in the fight that may have given Jan the wins, or given him the win, would have been the difference in grappling. When he took him down, he actually kept him down and for the longest time, and since we've seen Israel fight, we haven't really seen anybody take him down like that. However, the takedowns weren't the best takedowns I've ever seen are Yon didn't do anything absolutely spectacular to to beat Israel. I mean, he did what he needed to do. And, you know, he utilized something he felt was a would be a useful weapon. And he utilized that against Israel very nicely and, you know, walks out handing Israel his first loss in the MMA. And we've seen Israel lose in kickboxing and in boxing and stuff like that. So it's not like we're notorious to not seeing him lose and, you know, the train or the hype is all over. It's just that, like Ariel Hawani said it best, man. He dared to be great. He went up a weight class. He didn't disappoint people. If you're disappointed, then you're not a true fan. But Israel, like I said, handled the loss significantly well. Um, seeing the way he posted on social media, seeing the way he reacted in the post fight press conference, and just, you know, very humble guy. And he's. Uh, knows how to lose properly. I'm not saying that he's going to lose and he should keep losing moving forward, but him and Max Holloway are very classy people when it comes to listing examples of people who, you know, unfortunately lose, but you don't know, know how to lose properly. I mean, I do believe Israel will be back. Uh, it would be interesting to see how these middleweight, middleweight tournament, the little mini middleweight tournament, if you will, at 185 pounds, turns out. I mean, we got Robert Whitaker taking on Paulo Costa. That would be a nice uh, three wins in a row for Robert Whitaker if he does emerge victorious over Costa. And on top of that, we have Darren Till versus uh, Marvin Vittori. So, those are two uh, marquee matchups with the winner, depending on how important or how impressive either winner looks. Either they face each other or they face Israel next. Because Israel's still a champion. Even though he didn't get the belt on 205 pounds, he's still a champion. And, you know, relatively looked good and landed a lot of good shots in that fight, too. I mean, other than the grappling and takedown defense, you know, it, it wasn't that one-sided of a fight, to be honest with you. And in the co-main event, we had, uh, what was it? We had Amanda, was it Amanda Nunez before Aljomaine Sterling? Or, no, I think it was Amanda Nunez. Yeah, because Amanda Nunez had a relatively easy night in the office, stopping Megan Anderson by TKO, then stopping her again by submission. I mean, damn, that was a vicious uh, uh, way to win the fight. I mean, Jesus, everything she throws is super hard. Like, it looks like it hurts. I mean, every time she throws, she throws with some some, uh, bad intentions and stuff. So that's exactly what she did to Megan Anderson. She hurt her. Um, it seemed like they're in two different worlds when they're on the ground. I mean, Amanda Nunes locking locking up that uh, locking up that submission. What 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 exactly? How did she win again? Let me see. I want to see the um, the what did they call it? Mm. Two minutes and three seconds over over uh Megan Anderson man is two, 32 years old um it was a triangle armbar okay so yeah it was a beautiful triangle armbar man the way she was able to do it I mean she did it relatively easily so we haven't really seen her um, submit anybody and it's her first submission victory in in the UFC if I'm not mistaken let me let me fact check that make sure it's true oh no not not the excuse me that's not true it's not her first submission victory in the UFC it's her first submission victory since UFC 200. That's when she won the belt against Misha Tate. She hurt Misha so bad on the feet with her hands. And then Misha tries to go in for a sloppy takedown. And Amanda, you know, gets her gets her back and chokes her out. Amanda Nunes, the new UFC bantamweight champion at the time. And then she comes back and she beats everybody that's in her way. I mean, she, she beat Felicia Spencer before that. Beat Jorraine Durandamy knocked out Holly Holm, knocked out Chris Cyborg, stopped Raquel Pennington, beat Valentina Shevchenko, knocked out Ronda Rousey, submitted Misha Tate, beat Valentina Shevchenko again, and stopped Sarah McMahon, stopped Shayna Baszler. And the last time Amanda Nunes lost was 2014, and it's 2021 now. And she's severely run out of competition at 145 pounds and you know relatively thinking about uh you think it was said on the internet that they were going to potentially close into 145 pound division there's really nobody up there at 145 pounds in my opinion amongst many others that can have and pose a viable challenge to the great amanda Nunes. 135 maybe there's a lot better matchups for her there um juliana peña called amanda Nunes out but relatively, like realistically thinking about it, I just don't see her as a, as a challenge for Amanda. I mean, at this point, it doesn't seem like anybody's a challenge for her. She walks through everybody that that she literally like gets matched up in front of her. It's not her fault that she's that good. I just don't think that there's anybody out there right now, present day. That can cause or give her any problems. I mean, Juliana Pena is tough. She's gritty. She has a good gas tank. She doesn't get tired. She's never. She never gives up. But as sloppy as her striking is, and as calculated and crisp as Amanda Nunes is with her boxing, that can be a very, very big problem. That's, that's a murder charge throwing her in there with Amanda Nunes. You know what I mean? That, that's wild. Putting her in, putting her against someone like Amanda Nunes. That, that's that's a murder charge right there, man. You know what I mean. That was pretty wild. Um... looking at some stuff real quick but yeah man so I mean, <laughs> really can't sit here and uh, think about who Amanda can fight next I mean I, I don't have anybody in my head that Amanda can fight next that makes any sense because she just walked through she walks through everybody that she is uh, has in front of her she's real good I mean, it happened with Mighty Mouse for the longest time, so it, it'll be interesting to see who emerges. I mean, if if we have to do the Juliana Pena fight, for sure. I mean, she's very tough and very durable. But Amanda and the way that she's been making everybody look as of late doesn't really seem like anybody can make, uh, make a good fight for Amanda. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, last but not least with oh, the most controversy attached to it than the weirdest way of becoming a world champion um in the form of Algermain Sterling so Algermain Sterling um took on Piotr Jan and uh you know it was a it was a crazy it was a a crazy fun fight i mean Algermain Sterling started off absolutely on fire and uh he you know landed lots of kicks lots of punches and lots of flying knees up the middle of flying knee attempts and you know relatively looked phenomenal in the, in the first round and you know obviously looked like a world beater and as the fight continued on uh, you start to see aljermaine sterling's movement and kicks and punches start to labor so they start to look a little slower and shit like that so um he still was coming forward he still was trying to land he still was trying to initiate takedowns but you could relatively see him getting tired so piotr Jan kind of kept the same energy and he fired when he needed to fire and he would land very viciously i mean it was just like he was calm cool collected compact and composed the entire time i mean he wasn't uh unloading too many times and he wasn't um like he wasn't blowing his wad his gas tank or anything he he was picking his shots wisely he looked good uh, a lot of people had piotr yan on the uh, ahead on the scorecards leading into that uh into that uh what's it called uh leading into that the fourth round so he lands an illegal knee al Jermaine's a sterling's a downed opponent Piotr Yan lands a legal knee, um, the doc, um, and the referee, and everybody calls the fight off. Aljamain Sterling is the winner by default because it was an intentional foul. He threw the knee, and a lot of people want to say that. His corner told him to throw it. I believe he threw it on his own. And, you know, obviously, like I said, it was weird when he turned his head and then he looked. And then, then through the knee, it's almost like he took advice or some shit like that. But at the end of the day, you know the rules. And regardless of a, the a heat of the moment and stuff like that, if you're a true fighter, you can handle your instincts, you can handle your placement and of your, your punches and your shots, and you can c- have full control over it, then you should have known that that's an illegal shot. So... Thing. It's a weird way to become an undisputed world champion. And I'm pretty sure nobody wants to lose their belt that way, let alone win the belt that way. So it's been kind of weird for Aljamain Sterling because a lot of people have been um, criticizing him for stopping and, you know, quote-unquote, taking the easy way out to win his belt. But in reality, if you look at that knee in real time and slow motion, oh, man, that was a hard, concussive shot, man. That's That, that was short-range, too. So those short-range... Uh, punches and those short range knees and kicks and stuff they they hit hard they hurt harder the shorter shots and the ones the, the shorter punches and stuff and the knees and kicks those are the ones you don't see and those ones fucking hurt so I mean, it's clear as day he needs him right in the face i mean this isn't pride or one championship where you can knee in the face like that i mean we have rules we have sanctions we have athletic commissions and uh, we've seen that happen, illegal and clear as day. Unfortunate for them, I said on the other the other day that the only other way to do this would be to rematch because it's really, you know, I, I mean, T.J. Dillashaw's coming back. We got Corey Sandhagen waiting in the mix. Um, those two reportedly um, are supposed to be fighting each other for a number one contender spot. So what I'm thinking that Jan and... Aljamain Sterling will do this one again, and then the winner of uh, San Hagen versus T J Dillashaw will be right waiting in the wings for a title shot. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. It'll be interesting to see how uh, how this fight happens, and if they choose to do a rematch. I mean, there's a lot of big fights. I mean, Dominick Cruz over the weekend got a, a big win, must-needed win over Courtney Casey unanimous decision or a split decision when i thought it was a clear a unanimous decision for cruz by the way you know his his uh his movement his landing of his shots i mean he landed a lot more significant shots it felt like it was a relatively close fight but i feel like cruz and his grappling and getting that takedown and controlling him you know kind of was a dis- deciding factor in that fight too so um it was a great card overall. Um, like I said, for Aljamain Sterling and uh, Piotr Jan, I think the best thing to do for people would be to run it back. And if Aljamain Sterling can look as good as he looked like that first round, but patient, uh, be patient throughout the fight and stuff, that can generate a completely different kind of fight. I mean, that's what's so, much, that's what's so interesting about rematches, is seeing the development and understanding what you did wrong and what you can bring to the next fight and what you can do to utilize it, your skills and become the best version of yourself ever and, and potentially win about a lot more convincingly. You know what I mean? I'm sure they want to run it back. I'm sure they want to erase all doubt. I mean, the second fight could be even better and stuff, or it can be a complete one-sided affair, both by Aljamain Sterling or Peter Yan. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, I'd, I'd vow for a rematch first before anything. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Uh, um, you know what I mean? Whatever happens, happens. But, you know, like I said, I, we'd like to all see the rematch. But if that doesn't happen, we got Sanhagen versus Dillashaw. But for me... Um, I mean, if Algerman Sterling wants to take some time off, because that was a grueling fight up until that happened. Sorry, I'm texting, guys. But yeah, man. So, I mean, it's a crazy way. I mean, a lot of people are throwing disrespect Al Jermaine Sterling's way and um not seeing him as a UFC champion. I mean, because in the most recent memory, I'd say that that was the most awkward way of winning a world champion uh of winning a world title belt and I don't think like I said, gun to head. I don't think anybody wants to win their belt like that. I mean, how can you feel good about yourself and go boasting, taking pictures of you, yourself with the belt, with the way that you won? You didn't convincingly beat him. In a lot of people's eyes, Peter Jan was on his way to winning that belt. He could either could have knocked him out later in the fight because how slow Aljamain Sterling was later on, uh, getting into deeper waters of the fight, and or just winning convincing fashion the second time. That's why it's so interesting. We get to see a rematch, and we get to see something that, you know, we get to see them running back, and we really get to see who the better fighter is because both men looked phenomenal in that fight and had their moments in their fight, in the fight. I mean, P. relatively was in control of that fight uh, leading into the fifth. So, I mean, well, we didn't even get a fifth round, but leading past the third and, you know, up until that happened. I mean, I don't know why Jermaine Sterling was laying on his back a couple times or even took that knee or anything like that. I mean, um, if anything, Peter Jan didn't need to throw the knee. He could have thrown like a couple of punches because he was kind of up off the ground while Algerman Sterling's knees were on the ground. I mean, there's nothing illegal about landing some good hooks to the face, though, from that position. Maybe just uh, get back into it, get into his guard or something like that. But, you know, throw a knee like that and to win and for Peter Jan to lose his belt that way, it was a mess, man. It was a complete mess. Um,. But going back to the main event real quick, how I can compare some things. I mean, people are hating on Israel. People are, um, you know, very high on Jan Behovich now. I mean, people are giving him his moment. But uh, still to this day, I just think that Jon Jones is super impressive. And, you know, Jan didn't do anything in that fight that was absolutely impressive. I mean, the most impressive thing for Jan is that he is the first one to hand Israel Adesanya his first loss in MMA. Now before Israel even Israel even fought Jan Belovich, if you could sit back and try to picture, who do you think would be the one to beat Israel Adesanya first? Would it probably would have been Jones or someone else? But you know, there's really nobody that we thought could be Israel at that point in time because of how good he he's looked and you know he's obviously undefeated for a reason at the time and you know he was levels ahead of these middleweights and the way he won his middleweight belt was in impressive fashion, knockout over Robert Whitaker, and you know he beat. All the best guys that were offered to him at the time. I mean, Paulo Casas, the Yoel Romeros, you know, the Anderson Silvas. Didn't beat Jan Bohovic, but he didn't look bad in that fight completely. So it only matter, uh, I only see what happens with him next. We do have that middleweight tournament coming up, so we'll be. We'll see how that changes and stuff like that too. So, um, you know, props to everybody that fought on that night. It was a good fight, a good fight night. Um, Dominic Cruz, like I said, with the win, we um, got Amanda Nunez retaining her belt and Alex Sterling finally realizes a world title, unfortunately under certain circumstances. But um, looking forward, we got um, some good fights coming up too. What do we got? What's the what's the next one though, officially? We could talk a little bit about it real quick before we get out of here because we have we are nearly nearing an hour on the show. Uh, let's check it out. Come on, stimulus check. Send out, send out, send out. Okay, so we finally got the return of Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad this Saturday on the 13th. Tomorrow, basically, since so it's Friday on ESPN+. Plus, uh, Bilal Muhammad stepping up on short notice for Kamzad Chemayev. I do believe um, Leon Edwards returns for the first time since, uh, I think, 2000. And, what was it? 2019? Was it... Who was he at Leon Edwards' last fight? I know he's fought in Murderer's Row as well. He fought the Cowboy Cerrone's of the world. He fought the... Uh, he fought Rafael Dos Anjos. Um. So, let's see. Leon Edwards, his last fight was against... yeah Dosanos in 2019. And he won by decision. You know, he beat Gunnar Nelson, beat Cerrone, Peter Sabata, Brian Barrena, Vicente Luque. And before that, he lost to Kamaru Usman. But looking at his win streak that he's on, I mean, Albert Timenov... Who's that? Dagestan, four losses? I mean is no longer in the UFC anymore, but he got released after his uh fight with Leon Edwards. But I mean like who some of these guys, you know, like the Barbarina, Peter Sabata, you know. Who, who Some of his big wins are Hafel Dos Anjos and Damo Cerrone. Name-wise, the two biggest names on this long list of streaks, other than the Kamar Usman loss that happened in 2015. The rest of these people are really relatively unknown, but um, he's still on a streak, and he's going up against a very uh, very tough guy in the form of Bilal Mohammed, who's also on a win streak as well. So Bilal um, is looking to make a breakthrough with this fight, and with a win over Leon Edwards for Bilal Muhammad, that 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 vaults him right into that top ten contention, considering the fact that he, he's number thirteen in the world. And he's competed in Bellator, Titan FC, and you know he's had a few losses in the UFC, but nothing. You know, obviously the Vicente Luque one, he lost to Jeff Neal, but like I said yesterday, Bilal I mean Bilal's not a guy that knows how to lose. I mean, he was 9-0 all the way up until he fought in the UFC. <laughs> he beat Steve Carl um, and won the belt over in Titan FC back in 2016. His first loss in the UFC was to Alan Juban, fight of the night, effort. Then he won and, and beat Augusto Montano only in his second fight ever. Then obviously was starched by uh, Vicente Luque in his third fight. And beat Randy I mean this is where he goes on a win streak. Since the Vicente Luque fight, he had beaten Randy Brown. One, two, three, four, five. He beat Randy Brown, Jordan Mee, and Tim Means chance round win country. Then that's when he lost to so he'll he'll win. He'll win about four or five in a row, and then he'll lose. Oh, the last they can see, let's see. Four wins in a row, then he lost to Jeff Neal then. Ever since then he's on four wins in a row. So he's being uh Curtis Curtis Millender um, Takanori Sato Lyman Good and Diego Lima all by decision um, similar to Leon Edwards who wins fights by decision as well so it will be a close contested fight um, name wise I'd see that you know they fought relatively a good amount of UFC caliber fighters and it will be interesting to see how Bilal does and if he can make a breakthrough I mean Bilal making a breakthrough would be significant and substantial and be fun for fans of Bilal and be fun for the welterweight division as well. So it'll be interesting to see. um, It'll be interesting to see if, one, Leon Edwards comes back successfully. Two, if Bilal can hang with a guy who's such a good striker on the feet. All squads grappling as well. But for a win for Leon Edwards? Puts him right up there. Puts him next. Whoever wins this fight gets a title shot. Now, I don't know if Bilal beats Leon Edwards. Do they consider him for a title shot next? Or how does it work? Or Only time will tell, so relatively for me i'm gonna go with leon edwards by the decision i think he pieces up uh, Bilal muhammad i think he uh you know uh i think he dominates Bilal muhammad i think that he just and all assets of the game is clinching is striking his grappling everything that leon edwards does is perfect and is on point i mean below is very good as well i mean i wouldn't be shocked to see Bilal winning and upsetting leon edwards and you know extending his win streak as well to five in a row um it's five in a row it's, it's four in a row versus i think eight in a row or something like that yeah eight in a row uh, for leon edwards and five in, or four in a row i think for uh, Bilal muhammad but every time Bilal muhammad gets a four fight win streak he loses the next fight but you can't bet it on uh, on stuff like that or mma math or any of this other stuff you gotta wait and see what happens um it'll be interesting to see what happens it'll be interesting to see um The entire fight card. Obviously I'm um, excited for the next pay per view. Um Steve Bay versus Engano two is coming up too. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So I've been fortunate to be able to sit here and talk to you guys for this hour or more. Um I wanted to show you guys some some new beats that I was making. I know how in the beginning of the podcast we got the DJ Turn It Up song that I um created on the app it was already like someone made the song but you know like with the apps you're able to remix it and make it kind of turn it into like your own fancy form of the song so i wanted to quickly show you guys a couple of new additions of the sound that i may be adding into the podcast introductions and stuff like that so i want you guys to hear some of these because some of them are pretty cool uh, let me see where, where is it at groove. I use a, a app called Groovepad. If you download it in the Android or App Store as well, you can sit and play with some of these cool beats, but this is one that I created and I called the theme song of it. So here we go. Let's just play this shit real quick. Like it'll be cool for like an ending a ending sound to the podcast. And then we have the DJ turn it up song in the beginning. It's kind of like a like a part two. I'll, like I'll sit around and play with beats forever, man. fucking badass, so I did. I mixed this last night, too. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I mix music, I miss beats, I write lyrics, I can write quotes, I do poetry, I, I'm a man of many talents. I work in a restaurant, I've done landscaping on the side. I can do it all, ladies and gentlemen. Then I stop the music, and then... Wait, what happened after that? It's fucking badass, though. I really like it. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool, though, right? Here's a part two Egg. one. Hey, that's clean. That is clean. That 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 was really clean. That 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 was really 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 clean. <laughs> so maybe maybe we add these into our production. Um, I'm not gonna have a ridiculously long ass theme song in the beginning. so I was like thinking maybe just to put one in the front and one uh, for the new uh, the new intro as well as the out like the outro music. is that is that a word outro intro outro? It's like the music to end the podcast and the music to to start it. So we're gonna upload that one as well to the anchor server so we can get that on. Part one, part two, part two, part two. I sound like Mike Tyson for a second. But, um, yeah, so we should be back here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tomorrow. Or tomorrow or Saturday for sure. No, wait, tomorrow is Saturday. (laughs) So I'm used to it being Thursday, man. I thought it was Thursday. So we'll be back on Friday and Saturday. Um, I will add these... um, theme songs in for the beginning of the podcast as the end as well and we'll continue to keep playing with some beats man i'm not gonna um keep switching the beats i'm gonna keep the original themes the ones i like the the beginning and stuff like that and uh, we'll continue to keep on uh Moving up and coming up with some new stuff for the show As well as the t-shirts and the designs and all that All that shit's coming up as well So it'll be very exciting to see everything that comes together I mean, it's been a while, guys I enjoyed today's show um, It's always good to, to sit and conversate for an hour or longer like, that, I'm, like I said, I'm sorry about the last episode We weren't able to put one out Because of the, I don't fucking know is a bitch at times But we can't live without it So uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's Gabriel Hernandez signing off here. You can find me on um, Twitter, Instagram. I did mention briefly (laughs) about the OnlyFans to at least uh, put some quality conversations and podcasts on there as well, depending on if they're a little offensive. Maybe some stuff you can't really talk about on a normal podcast the thoughts are out there I haven't put anything into production because everything we're talking about is for the most part appropriate i'd like to say and, and not at risk for getting canceled or anything you know what i mean not that that just worries me or anything like that i just said that but like i said you guys can follow me on twitter g or uh, real g the king i think if I'm, I'm not mistaken is that right real g the king on twitter um g the king underscore official on instagram KWTK pod on instagram and twitter so like i said if you like our show like share rate it and review it ladies and gentlemen the shirts are coming out too so will be exciting to see people representing and wearing them so without further ado ladies and gentlemen let's play those brand new songs baby those are really exciting i'm really excited to uh, put them to work and put them into use so without further ado we are out of this bitch bye folks dj it's all yours I can make that earth grade It is so hot, I ain't gotta pay. I can make that earth grade It
1: is so hot, I ain't gotta pay. I can make that earth grade It is so hot, I ain't gotta pay. I can make that earth break. It is so hot, I ain't got. It is so hot, I ain't got. So hot, I got to pay